0: Hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And a great day it is. We are so excited. Most of you people are all exhausted from being over at Most Powerful Women in Network Marketing. And that was exciting. My wife was locked into a room for three straight days. It was just, she was just Absolutely absorbing information from powerful women like today. That's what we're talking about, powerful women. And then on June 2nd, 3rd and 4th, we've got the ANMP. And if you guys aren't going to the ANMP, you are out of your mind. It's down in Dallas. It's the best event ever. It's no money and you will be blown away. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But today... Adrian is so pumped about this woman, I just can't believe it. So I'm very, very excited about that. Take it away, buddy.
1: Yeah, super, super excited to have my friend Cheryl Pluff on the show today. Cheryl and I got to know each other recently through a mastermind community that we are part of, and I got to, to be a guest on her fantastic podcast called Cash In On Camera and just have really enjoyed getting to know Cheryl and what she is up to. She's doing some amazing stuff, helping business owners, especially coaches and consultants with scaling their business through some really uh, important systems that you can implement in your business. So we're going to get into that. But one of the things that immediately caught my eye, actually caught my ears about Cheryl initially is that she has this incredible voice, which you'll get to hear in a second, of course. And what took me immediately is I went, man, this person is like really composed and put together on the air, on video. And I thought to myself, how could this be? And her story explained everything. So I'll let her tell it in a minute, but Cheryl, welcome to the show.
2: It's so great to be here with you, Adrienne and Tom. This is exciting to dive into this topic today. And thank you so much for that intro
1: you are very welcome so you have very good pacing in your voice you have a really good voice and a really good just presence on camera and so where on earth did you learn to be so good on camera that's what i want to know first
2: i learned this from doing over 25 years of broadcast television and i started when i was 18 years old i was tapped on the shoulder i was working at a actually volunteering at a cable access show uh, at a at a cable studio and uh and they um a cable network rather and then they just tapped me on the shoulder and said hey we have this show and we need a host would you be interested to try to do this i mean i was 18 years old i didn't know anything about television i had aspirations maybe to be on tv at some point i was you know looking up to at that point again I'm, I'm from the 80s here but mary hart on entertainment tonight was somebody who i looked up to i thought how well, could i even do that so i Jumped in and didn't know what I was doing, but then I ended up loving it, absolutely loving it. And then by the time, actually just before I was 30, I made it to national television without ever having gone to school for it. So I actually ended up really doing this by practicing it and improving my skills and developing my skills around it. That's really how this all developed. And then I spent 17 years on national television.
1: That is so cool. And for our Canadian friends, Paul and Christina, who were our first two guests to say hi today, Cheryl was on the CBC for that entire time. Once you went national, that was all CBC. Is that right?
2: Well, actually I I was, I worked at the weather network for 17 years, but closer to the end of my tenure at the weather network, we were also doing the weather for the CBC as well. So there was a short period of time where I was actually broadcasting for two networks
1: that is so cool. So Paul is in New Brentford, Ontario. And Christina, you're going to have to remind me of exactly where you are, but that's very fun. So we got some Canadians in the house. We got Kathy coming from Las Vegas. So I love having some live uh, interaction here on the show. And it's just, it, it's really cool. And, and it makes me even happier to know that you, that, that you came into this and that you sort of moved your way into it in a, a way that wasn't sort of via the normal route of going to school for it and whatever but you sort of through hard work and through developing the right relationships and being at the right place at the right time a bunch of times in a row you ended up getting to have this amazing experience that many people um you know would never imagine getting to have is that right
2: that's right i feel so honored and proud to have had this journey I mean, really to have had that professional experience behind me because i think it all led me to what it is i'm doing today i feel strongly that i'm at a point in my life now where it's my role to put other people in the spotlight to put put them on a pedestal and, and put them you know in a place where they're the broadcaster of their own business so i think it all comes full circle
1: the broadcaster of their own business is a good line that's a great line And that's actually kind of an interesting dovetail. So you and I didn't get to share this in our conversation, and I want you to share the story in, in a little bit more detail. But this show really is the product of you making a decision to become the broadcaster
0: of your own business. How many years ago now? I've been in the radio business forever. I've got a very distinctive voice, and this guy named Ron Kreider. Uh, I was just getting interviewed on something really small. And the guy goes, I love that guy's voice. And so they fired the guy that was like a national uh, TV host or a radio host. And the guy trained me in radio because of my voice only. I had no skills, no intelligence, no nothing. I just got this gravelly voice. And he was positive people would actually be hard I have a tough time ignoring it, I think. And the next thing you know, I was uh, on 89% of the state of Colorado Every day during drive time for three hours looking down on the stock market like a football game. So it's just somebody, if you're showing up for life, somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder. Just exactly like what happened to Cheryl happened to me. And then you show up for the game and you learn because when she got hired, she had no clue and I had no clue and it worked out. And now I've been on the radio for 20 something years and it's working like a charm.
2: Yeah. There's nothing. I, I really feel strongly that broadcasting is such a great platform to learn marketing Yeah, because that's really what you're doing. You're just not doing it for your own brand at that point. You're brand building for your radio station, your TV network, your media company. And there are a lot of parallels in my view from television broadcasting or radio broadcasting to entrepreneurship and marketing, because really that's what you're, trained to do, just doing it now for your own self as you build your own business.
0: And you are it the minute you decide you are it, right, Cheryl? And then, you know, just go do it. And then all, you're going to have to learn and it's going to be hard and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to say profanity on the air and get a letter from the FTC and all kinds of crazy stuff that happened to me throughout my career. But you know what? I led with my chin the entire time and it ended up working out and it's worked out for her. I can't teach anybody to do anything. She can teach everybody to do everything. (laughs) Listen to her, because I'm telling you what, she knows what she's talking about, because she came up through the School of Hard Knocks. Give me that person over a diploma any day of the week.
2: Yeah, it was such a great experience. And listen, the truth is, it was challenging (laughs) to get to that point where I had these aspirations to make it to a national level. That was my goal but it was challenging. I mean, I waited on tables. I worked in hospitality for around, I think, 14 years while I was trying to build this dream. And so on the one hand, I'm working in a restaurant. Actually, at one point I did a, a triple, I had three jobs. And so I would work in the morning. I did radio in the morning. I used to produce a business report on CKWR and I would go in the morning and I would do the business report and I produced it. I, I voiced it, I, everything. I actually did some audio editing as well. Then in the afternoon, I would find myself back at the TV station. And that's where I hosted a a news magazine program. And then in the evening, I would race to the restaurant. I had about a 15 minute window and I would often be putting my apron on in the car while I was driving from the TV station to the restaurant. And sometimes my friends would have to start my section for me and take drink orders because I was on my way. So no. it was challenging. There was a long period of time when I was doing three jobs in order to really get to this point where I could have my dream come true and it finally did.
0: It's worth it. It's worth it. Lead with your chin. It's worth it. <laughs> there you go. Agreed. That's that
1: that's a really inspiring story and you're right. And and you know, the people you look at somebody who Maybe is on that pedestal or who has seems to have arrived and it's easy to look past or to assume that it wasn't those, those that was a, a set of really hard choices and a lot of stick to it and a lot of refusal to give up to give up on that dream to walk away from it when it was hard in the beginning to get to that place. And, and that so much of the entrepreneurial journey is about that grit, isn't it? To make it through those tough times and also to seek out people who can help you to maybe not make quite, to have to learn so many of the lessons the hard way.
2: Yeah. You need grit. You need resilience. You need persistence. You need connections. Really. You need to have, you need to know the right people who can help you along the way. You don't do this by yourself. You really don't. Um, but you do have to have the the resolve within yourself to not quit and not to to give up. I think so much of this is really about your mindset too. I mean, I think through that whole period of time, as hard as it was and racing from here and doing this and doing that, I always knew in my head and in my heart that that is where I needed to be and that it was going to happen so long as I didn't quit.
0: And you were always serving. And you didn't step on other people's heads to get to the top. And at the end of the day, everybody out there, they call it a dog eat dog world. That is such a lie because they're going to once you do that and you start thinking like that, people are going to be out to get you like you're out to get them. And if you do it like Cheryl did, where you love love like crazy, then love more ambitious as heck and tenacious, but leading with your heart, not your head, you're going to win. So all you need to do that, right, Cheryl?
2: I totally agree. Yeah, this is not about being a shark, you know, and and getting out there and stepping on people and, you know, doing anything you can and, and hurting other people along the way. It's really about your own your own capacity and what it is that you want, what your dreams are and just going for it. And the truth is, you have to face a lot of fears. You have to face a lot of fears. I mean, I started doing this when I was really this started for me when I was 15, because that's when I started doing pageantry and public speaking and things like that, that were very uncharacteristic for me. I was very painfully shy as a child. I would cry when the teacher called on me in class. Um, And so it was really strange for me at 15 to start wanting to do these things. But I think it was just an inner knowing that I wasn't circumstantial, like in my circumstances dictated one thing. And I just knew in my heart that I was not meant to be in that place. I was meant to be somewhere else. So I started taking these chances And facing these fears and doing these things that were very, very scary for me at the time. And then I would always learn from it. And it would be a stepping stone to another thing, to another thing, to another thing, meeting another person, another connection, et cetera. And I think it's really all about facing fears. That's been the constant, I think, in my teenage and adult life.
1: I love that. And let's come back to that. We're going to take a break here in a moment. We're talking to Cheryl Pluff, and she's from Canada. So I'm going to spell it so you can go find her on the internet. It's Cheryl with an S. So S-H-E-R-Y-L Plouffe, P-L-O-U-F-F-E. Go to CherylPluff.com and check out what she is up to. She's got some amazing resources to help you as an entrepreneur. So go check her on the break and we'll be back right after this.
0: Okay. We're on the break. So listen to me. Go to anmp.com and register for the event, either online or in person. Every one of you, this will be obsolete by Saturday. So I want to get <laughs> this on. So make sure you do that. I normally shout out people like Holly Hodge, who's a rock star, who should be a broadcaster in her own right. I love all of you. Uh, we're coming back in a couple seconds. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Show. We're not radio. We're everything show. But I always say radio because I'm 100 years old and Adrian always stabs me with a fork. So he just did it. But I'm telling you what, we have got a great show today because this lady came up the hard way and she is teaching people how to do this. And I want you to notice something her mod, the way she modulates her words. I mean, she just comes, everything about her is measured. It's on the money. She knows exactly what's coming out of her mouth. I have no clue as to her skills, but I am telling you, I am in awe of her and she's an honor to interview because she knows what she's doing and you can learn from her. Right, Paco? That's that's exactly right. And we were
1: talking just before the break and, and I thought this was a beautiful summary that You were not born with a microphone in your hand. You, this, this was that all of this way of being on camera and your way of being able to speak a certain way and hit your marks and all that stuff. That's all learned through hard work. And we talk all the time to entrepreneurs who are, in particular, terrified of being on camera. And have a story that they can't do it, that they're not, they don't have the right words, that they're not educated enough, that they don't know whatever a whole, you know, any number of reasons why they can't. And what I think I heard you say before the break is that you had all of those and then some, and yet you have managed to overcome that and now have dedicated yourself to helping others do the same. Is that right?
2: That is exactly right. It's all fear. And and rightly so. I mean, it, it isn't natural to be on television. It's not natural to be on, on radio. You know, these are learned skills. They're skill sets to be able to communicate effectively, get your message across, not to mention that you also have to have a point of view and something valuable to say. All of those things are skills. And I, too, hear from people all the time who say that I can't do that. I need to lose the weight first. I need to, my, you know, I don't have the right clothes. I don't have the right backdrop. I mean, so many reasons, but are they, are they reasons or are they excuses? So are they actually excuses to not face the thing that actually scares them? So sometimes people lean on, Oh, I don't have the right camera. The backdrop needs help. I need to lose weight. I have to have the right clothes. I need a nose job. My teeth are crooked. (laughs) Whatever the thing is, that's just vanity. But it's also an excuse that people put up in front of themselves for not facing the fear of actually just doing it. Tom, you made some a really great comment earlier, which is that your first few videos are not going to be great. You have to be OK with that. You know, I, I talk about this when I talk about YouTube. Your first five videos will probably suck. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> just gonna. <laughs> so just get used to it. And it's OK. You want to get through that as fast as possible.
0: You got to fight through the pain. And she's also an expert on YouTube. So you need to check that out because I'm telling you, again, there's something else that Adrian and I know nothing about that she knows everything about. Follow this woman. She knows her stuff. She's got a great way of being and she can get you there from here, which is what you want. That's exactly right. So Paul, who's one of
1: our amazing faithful uh, participants, and always asks great questions and posts great comments, he he's asking about for people who are in that place right now, where they they feel stuck. They feel like, what you know, I, maybe I'm never going to be good at this. How do people move through that first bit of fear and start that process of of getting better? Well, I, one of
2: the things I love to recommend is. Get yourself featured very much like what's happening here. It's very meta. When you can be, an, be interviewed by someone else on a podcast, on a summit, in a live stream, or something of that nature, and you're just being asked questions about the thing that you already know, it can be a great way for you to get in the game of speaking because you're just answering questions. One of the things that can be terrifying for people is to do something solo, meaning record a video on your own, where you have to, you know, press record and you have to have something eloquent to say, and then you end up doing it 20 different times and you start questioning your own sanity and you'd think I'm terrible at this, but in an interview format where someone else is feeding you questions about something you're knowledgeable about and that you can speak to all of a sudden, all you have to do is have a conversation. And that can help to alleviate a lot of that
1: fear. That's a really good suggestion. And you're so right. Half of it is that now you're in your zone of, of genius. You're in your zone of what you already know. And half of it is when you first get going, if, you, if I'm talking for five, 10 minutes continuously and I don't have somebody else or something else to kind of bounce the energy, you just get tired. Like you start going, did I already say that? And you start tripping and whatever that might be. And so to have just those little bit of breaks as well, energetically to help you through recording those videos or being, getting comfortable being on a camera to start off with is a really, really great way to do that. And so I love that suggestion. This is that short segment. So we're already coming up to another break. Make sure you go and check out what Cheryl is up to. You can actually book a free call with her and ask her a question about how you might get more comfortable moving your business forward. So go check her out, Cherylpluff.com, P L O. U-F-F-E is how you spell her last name. Make sure you go check her out on the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about three important systems to help you move your business forward. So stick around. We'll be back right
0: after this. Very nice job, Adrian. Hello, <laughs> Carl Devere. My water tastes soapy. And hello, Kirk Barber. Hi, Paul Van Dieven and Doug Stair. our tagging machine. And Holly Hodge.
1: Good stuff, right? Very, very good stuff. Very good people here. And we are having some fun. So we're going to come back here after this quick little reset. And I want to talk about your three big systems, Cheryl. So that's what we'll go to next. Here we go. Sounds good.
0: And we're back. at Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. It's a legacy leadership radio show. And this is interesting stuff because all of you need to figure out how to make yourself be so much bigger in real life than the world thinks you are. And the way that I did it was I was a very small statue, but I stuck myself on a really big pedestal. And it worked out because all of a sudden my statue kept growing and growing and growing. And today it's a whole different ballgame. You know, Robert Kiyosaki just called me, said, can I be on your show and will you come on mine? And that was all because I was just like Cheryl, where I was just... Grinding it out, trying to figure out how to heck to get in front of people. And the next thing you know, I did it every week and every week and every week. And the next thing you know, here we are. And here she is. And I have no idea how to teach you how to do that, but she does. So listen to her and Adrian. That's that that is a huge
1: thing. And that power of that association is a, a major, major part of that. And so, Cheryl, you have this this area of genius particularly around getting strategic in the way that you put yourself out there. And you really, I I love this because you've really started to talk about the systems that go into helping an entrepreneur to be able to do these things more effectively. And so talk about, first of all, why systems and and marketing related stuff kind of go together, but sometimes don't. And so I thought that was an interesting Area to really focus on, and so talk about why why systems are so important, and then let's dig into the systems that you uh, that you help entrepreneurs to implement.
2: Sure. Well, systems are important because this is really a conversation around leverage. If you're a coach, a consultant, or an expert, and you are say earning between five and ten thousand dollars a month in your business right now, you're at the early stages. Six figure revenue now is not enough in this world. You have to have grander aspirations than that. So the world that I live in and what I specialize in is helping people get from that that five to 10K a month range into multiple six figures without needing to have complex funnels and without having to have a big team. I think once you get beyond that range, now you start talking about needing team if you have aspirations to seven, eight figures, whatever that is. My sweet spot is getting people out of that place of overwhelm, getting them out of that place of shiny object syndrome. They're not actually spending time on income generating activities. They're not networking enough. They're not meeting enough people. They're not building their database or their connections. And that's a key component in my view from going from this place of web two, which is the world we've been in to web three, which is the future it's here and it's gonna continue. We see that with AI, we see this with Uh, crypto and web three is not going anywhere it's only going to continue to grow i think that in this space and in that transition we all need to be much more cognizant of focusing on building our database focus on building our network connections as opposed to vanity metrics of social media which is the world we've come from and so you can have a million people following on you on instagram so what so what do you know a million you know those million people are they your actual targeted audience maybe not likely not so i say focus on leverage focus on the activities are actually going to move your business forward and if your goal is to get to multiple six figures you don't have to have especially if you have a leverage to offer if you have a system whereby you can serve more people through the same work now you're talking about not having to have a million clients. You could have 40 and reach a, a really great revenue. So I think it's really this conversation around systems and leverage.
1: Uh, that's super interesting, and and it really is. It's it's very important to think about those points of leverage that you are are creating as a business person and you one of the things i had to, to laugh when you were talking about social media metrics and, and these kinds of vanity things. metrics, vanity metrics Whoa. Right? because here's the thing right How, like i i cannot tell you the number of times where somebody who i thought was this big influencer and then somebody's going you know you should you know you should see if you can do an influencer deal with them or whatever and i go okay well let me go take a closer look and you go and you look at their content and the actual amount of interactions that they're getting with what they're posting And it's not, you're going, did this people you know, is this just a bunch of bots or what, what actually is this? Because there doesn't seem to be any real engagement happening where people really are leaning in. And of course there's exceptions to that. There's people that have, have built it the real way, but there are so, there's just so much smoke and mirrors out there in the world. And what you're talking about is how do you move past that and and get over that stuff? Cause the world's waking up to the fact that those aren't the things that matter and to find the things that do, that are going to move your business forward.
2: Yeah. And if you want to have a lifestyle business, which is, again, coaches, consultants, people who are leading with their heart, they have a service mindset, they want to give back to their community, or they want to give back to, actually, they really just want to create a better solution for their own families. Maybe it's generational wealth, maybe they want to just have more freedom to be able to, I'm a hockey mom and a baseball mom. So, you know, I like to be at the at the arena, i like to be at the ball diamond. Yeah, And having the freedom to be able to do those things. So that's a lifestyle business. And when you have a lifestyle business, it doesn't mean that you need to be on a social media hamster wheel of dancing eight times a day on TikTok in order to accomplish that.
0: Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> We'd both be in trouble. They play baseball in Canada.
2: We do. My son, be- my son is a, he plays triple A ba- baseball
0: actually. You're kidding. Yes. Wow. Triple A
1: baseball. In what, yeah,
2: well, what, he's he's what, young, what, he's 15, he's 15, but he's pretty talented. It's pretty, it's fun to watch.
0: Whole, so my cousin's John Miller, who's the Hall of Fame announcer for the San Francisco Gi- Giants.
2: Well, my husband, okay, my husband was a longtime broadcaster in sports and was a news, or actually, a sports manager of uh, a CTV affiliate here in Ontario. So he, like, yeah, we we have sports cornered in our house, sports and weather. We have it cornered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to map that you guys, we know how to get to her heart now. That's cool. That is really, really cool. And what, uh,
1: what organization is your son part of it's like what feeder?
0: Yeah. He plays
2: for, um, Windsor, Ontario. It's, it's called Riverside, Riverside oh. elite. Wow. And he plays triple, triple a there. And he's also a hockey goalie. And so we spend, we, we're talking about sports in this house almost all the time how exciting wow, is that
1: that is pretty cool so he's good with a glove He is. <laughs> that's he really is. cool good yeah. for him that is so neat so all right i think this point of love and and you see it in the comments this point of leverage is really hitting home with our audience and so what are the three key areas that entrepreneurs need to be looking at to create leverage in their business
2: i think you have to look at your fulfillment and I'll explain these in a minute, but fulfillment, marketing, and sales. And that if you can have a systematized approach to each of those three pillars, yeah, you can really succeed. Again, without having to have these complex, crazy funnels, you do have to have a sales process. And there's a difference. There's a difference between having an actual seamless sales process but I'm just talking about these really crazy complex, I don't know if you're familiar with Infusionsoft back in the day, but these long, crazy things. What I see a lot of times is that uh, a coach or consultant who is head down trying to create the perfect funnel without realizing that that's not the stage of development of their business that they're at right now. Yeah. So they, they're they trying to build this ascension model. They think they've heard that somewhere and they think, oh, I need an ascension model. I got to have this funnel. What they don't see is the behind the scenes action of the person that they're aspiring to be in the 12 years that they spent. And now the team that they have who run those funnels. Absolutely. So that's the problem that we're, that we're seeing. So fulfillment, meaning how are you going to serve clients? How will you leverage that? One of the best solutions that I have found for coaches and consultants, especially is to have a hybrid uh, group. So it's still one-to-one private, you know, there's some private coaching, one-to-one coaching, but it's in a group environment. So having a leveraged offer like that, where you can serve more people still have the benefit of group, but also give them that high touch one-to-one coaching aspect. So it's a hybrid in this, in the marketing department, you can look at things like YouTube, as you mentioned earlier, YouTube is a great lead generator on autopilot. Uh, You can generate targeted leads on autopilot, you know, um, and podcasting is another great way, especially if you're looking to build relationships podcasting can be a really key component to doing that as well.
1: That's fantastic. And so well, let's talk about that for a second, and then we'll get on to sales process at the end. For somebody who maybe hasn't, you know, they don't have an established YouTube channel already. They don't have a podcast. Like they're, they've maybe done a little bit of, of either, you know, they've, they've spoken on a you know, Facebook Live or maybe done a little bit here and there, but they don't really have anything established yet where would you point someone as a smart first step because any one of those things could be a pretty big chunk to bite off where would you start
2: on youtube you want to start with the planning process so my process is four steps plan produce publish and promote the planning phase is the key to that because you want to reverse engineer the process the first thing you do is not create a video And that might surprise people because that's what a lot of people do. They go, well, it's YouTube. It's a video. I'm going to put out some videos and just hope that that's a hope strategy without if you don't do the planning, you're just hoping people find you, Right. but you haven't done the proper keyword research. You haven't reverse engineered. You don't know your audience. You know, you don't know what your value proposition of your channel is yet. There's so many things that go into the planning process. You haven't optimized your channel yet. Those are the foundational things you want to do first. And then we get to creating the videos.
1: And so reverse engineering, that's an interesting thought. So I let's say I'm a, a fit, I'm a coach and I'm talking about wellness topics, and I want to go in and start thinking about how do I produce content that makes sense? What is that what is that keyword research and this sort of reverse engineering like? What does that look like for somebody?
2: Well, here's where chat GPT and AI gets really interesting. This is becoming a more predominant way or tool that I'm using and teaching other people to use in order to determine what those keywords might be. In the old days, you might've had to spend 10, 20 hours doing this research. And now, now it can be done in minutes with chat GPT as a tool, not, it's not everything, but it's a tool. I have a, a, a client, Sarah, who is, um, she specializes in irritable bowel syndrome and 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 she's a nutritionist and she does these very specific things so you want to find specificity so not wellness is too broad so now we have to start understanding wellness how you know in what way is it you know is it IBS is it irritable bowel syndrome is it you know gut health you know we have to start getting more narrowed down and specific in terms of wellness how And so I think there's a a piece around that that has to be examined before we can really understand what the next process or part of that process is.
1: I love that. So key focus points, beginning with the end in mind, getting more narrow in what you're talking about, right? So don't go, you know, don't go health or wellness, get really narrow The internet's a huge place. YouTube is a gigantic place. There are plenty of people that are in the narrow niche that you wanna talk about. So start there, you can always expand more later, but I think that's a really important point, especially when you're getting started. So we're gonna take one last break. We're talking to Cheryl Pluff. She is brilliant and she's breaking down how you create leverage in your business as an entrepreneur. So go check her out during the break, CherylPluff.com. P-L-O-U-F-F-E. At the very top, there's a green button and you can jump on a call with her you want to do that. We'll be right back. All right. So good. <laughs> oh, I've never seen so many Canadian flags in the comments in my I saw right.
0: that. Andre Dawson was a good Canadian baseball player. Do you remember him?
2: I don't know. No, I don't. Oh my gosh. He was so good. My, my husband would know. My husband oh, really would know.
0: Unbelievable. For <laughs> the
1: former... The former team of the Montreal Expos that doesn't exist. Yeah, they're going. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And we're back. Final segment. It's the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault. We were talking baseball during the break and the great Andre Dawson and the Montreal Expos. But we are going to come back to talking about business since many of you probably don't even remember the Montreal Expos. And I want to spend the last little bit of the show talking about the third pillar that you were talking about in uh, helping entrepreneurs to, to create leverage in their business. And that's the sales process. And you mentioned when we kicked this thing off that when you talk about sales process, that a lot of what you see is an, an overcomplication of the topic coming from these entrepreneurs. And so how can we simplify as we begin to make things more, to create more leverage in our business.
2: In short, I believe sales is service. I mean, you really just want to be of service to people. And so in the sales process and how you leverage that is through what something that you both know intimately, which is creating your contacts, you know, creating contacts, your database, your network, connecting with people, building referral relationships or a, a strategic alliances, collaborations, promoting partners. That is one of the keys I believe to leveraging for your sales. One of the things I have found with people that tend to reach out to me is that they are great at what they do. They get their clients results, but most of those have come from referrals, right? Like they've come from referrals and they've come from word of mouth. It's just that their own marketing is lackluster at this point. So we know that referrals works. Now we just want to build out a bigger database in order to be able to get more really targeted leads. And when those leads come from people that, that have that no like, and trust factor, it just pushes your sales process along and it becomes easier to sell in the end.
1: I, I think that's brilliant. And so when you think about getting strategic in generating more referrals, Obviously, just being of service to the people who you're working with all the way through the pre-sales process through to the fulfillment and beyond, that's a piece of it. But are there other things that maybe are are areas where you might not think to do some simple things, but that can add a lot of value in generating more referral business for you, for a coach or a consultant?
2: I I think it's really about reciprocity, you know, And, and if you can really build reciprocity into your business at all levels, frankly... Even in the content creation phase, you know, if you're in the in fulfillment, in marketing and in sales, always be thinking not about what can I get from this? I I just don't like that type of energy. I think energy is something that you really have to be mindful of. What kind of energy are you bringing to this? Are you bringing a it's my way or the highway energy? Or are you bringing, you know, what am I going to get out of this energy? I don't think that that's the way to approach it. It's more about reciprocity. How can you be? How can you give to others without expecting anything in return? And 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 so while I definitely subscribe to this idea and strategy around thinking about the interview model for your podcasting, if that's the path that you're following, you want to be thinking: Is it li- highly likely that the person that I bring onto my show might lead me to uh, become a client, become a partner? or lead me to a platform where I could speak. It's not going to happen 100% of the time, but is it highly likely that the path is there potentially for it to lead to one of those things? This is not a, what am I going to get out of this type of mentality? But you do want to have that strategy in the back of your mind, but always be coming to it from the perspective of giving first without expecting anything in return. And then magical things happen.
0: So I think I manifested for you a client Because there's a very famous guy on here who is in the same boat as me where we have to go unwind the clock because we've spent so much money doing it wrong and we're a mess. And finding somebody that actually knows their way around this track like you that can get us back on track without having to jump off the cliff is a gift. And I just want to thank you. Because I can see the path about a thousand times more clearly than I've seen it over so many conversations about how to figure this YouTube and everything else out. Because I am guilty of my ego being my enemy. And I just think if I go out there and blowtorch it, somebody's going to find me. And I am the most invisible person in the world on YouTube. And it just makes no sense to me. And it makes me mad enough to punch my computer screen. And so I love you and I want to learn from you. And I know Adrian was smart enough to, to engage with you. He came to me today and said, dad, you got to read this. You got to pay attention to this. This woman is the missing link. And I happen to believe him. And I just want to thank you, Cheryl.
2: Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for that. We can definitely help you with the YouTube thing, by
1: the way. Yes, we we should talk. (laughs) That's so awesome. so, Cheryl, people can go to your website, Cherylpluff.com, P-L-O-U-F-F-E. And you were mentioning, we were chatting before the show and you just said, you know, I, I, want, I want to be helpful. And one of the ways I can do that is is you do like a 15 minute call. Is that right? Where somebody can just come on for free and, and you can take a look, have a conversation and, and support them.
2: I love doing these 15 minute calls because it's 15 minutes. It's short, but it's a qu- it's enough to get a quick win. And sometimes what's lacking in a lot of people's businesses is momentum. They're at a standstill. There's no momentum. And in 15 minutes, we can diagnose what's going on. I can give you a quick resource, a tip, a strategy, something that's going to move the needle. And and that has always been really helpful. So I love doing that for people who are really serious about, hey, you know what? I need some help. Let's get on a 15-minute call. I'd be happy to do that. Um, have other resources as well that people can look into. And I have obviously the, the Cash In On Camera podcast, which you've been on, Adrian, and provided tons of uh, value and insights there as well. Love to be able to provide those types of marketing resources to people who are looking to grow their businesses.
1: Cheryl, thank you so much for being with us today. What a fun conversation. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Leadership Show. We'll be back next week with Stefan Page, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.
0: Stephon Page, the football player? I didn't know who that was. Oh, That's... he's an NFL legend. Oh, my goodness. Well, well you this just is kind... pretty cool. I know. It. And here's the deal about YouTube. So I want you guys to understand. I have solved my YouTube problem. So who needs Cheryl? Because I my, my solution has been just not to open YouTube anymore. Oh. So that, <laughs> that's what I do. I just hide from it. It's like the ghost. It's
2: like that laptop that you just kind of close it. I and swear, pretend.
0: I <laughs> never look at it because it's just so depressing because I think I did such a heck of a job and I look at it and it's like, like one view and I go, how could this possibly be? And it's because I suck and I didn't hire an expert. And as a result of that, my ego wasn't my amigo and I'm promising all of you that you need, to, you need to call her and do that 15 minutes. And she's going to give you one win. And you're going to go, holy mackerel. Well, if I hire her again, I'm going to get two wins. I'm going to pay her all the money. And then all of a sudden, you're in the popcorn popper with her. And that's perfect. Then she owns your car. It's awesome. So this
1: is just unbelievable. I, what?
0: I just was checking out Stefan's uh, bio. And
1: do you know where Stefan lives? Yeah, Canada. We're just, the Canadians are taking over. This is unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Cheryl, thanks again. What a fun conversation. You did a great job. Thanks everyone for watching and we will see you all real soon.